Hello there. The greatest trick the devil ever pulled was convincing the world he didn't exist. I said it before and I'll say it again. Life moves pretty fast. You don't stop and look around once in a while. You could miss it. Keep the change, you filthy animal. I am so lucky to have him because, uh, again, I, I think he's one of those that uh, will absolutely speak his mind on whatever we're going to talk about today. He is Representative Walter Hudson. Uh, thank you very much for coming on the program, sir. If you don't mind, and I, and I don't tend to want to talk about things we talk about before the show starts, but liar, liar, pants on fire. Uh, Representative uh, Hudson came on, got on the Facebook Live thing, and I said, how are you doing, sir? Oh, everything's great, yada, yada. And I turned, and I said, no, that's not true. And he goes, no. And I said, you must feel like you've been hit by a freight train. So um, I called you a liar already this morning. I apologize. But things are not good up there, are they? This is not a fun time. No, I mean, it's it's not fun all the time. I mean, look, it, it's dark. I've called it the heart of darkness. And that, that I think that's an inadequate phrase to describe what's going on down here. It's an abyss of uh, moral absence they're just it's amoral like their morality isn't even a concern regarding well, let, let, let's set this up on why this is the the democrats win the executive branch all the way down they win the senate by one they win the house right it could be no one's surprise that they're the left is going to get what the left wants they they have no reason to not grab everything that they want because they won but for what? me it's the attitude about it am i wrong it seems like <laughs> Why are you Republicans showing up? You're worthless here. Get out the door. You want to cast your vote? Go ahead. No one cares what you think. That's the feeling it gets. Yeah. In, in terms of legislative input and legislative work, it's hard to make the case for why elected Republicans should show up every day at the Capitol, because nothing we are doing, nothing we are saying in committee, nothing we are offering in terms of suggestions for improving their bills in the form of amendments, either in committee or on the House floor, are being taken seriously, and they're certainly not being accepted. Um, and it has the effect of effectively ignoring each of the 40,000 people that each one of us with an election certificate up here in the Minnesota House represent. I mean, this is the party. You talk about the election results and the left is going to get what the left wants. Well, th I thought this was one Minnesota. That That's why they won, right? Is because they sold Minnesotans on the prospect of a unified, collaborative, democratic state. Yeah, but but representative, it would be unified if you just give up your thoughts and your beliefs and just go along with the rest. Yes. You're the one keeping us. You, you, it's, come on. They got to want. Here's the one that's driving me down. And I had a senator on yesterday and he talked about, well, you know, we'll, we'll continue on. It's not that that bad. I mentioned the 56 roughly amendments that were brought up uh, by the Republican Party. Oh, some of those were just what time are we going to close and what time are we going to start? And, and I said, OK, take those out. Let me just throw one at you. And this is where I believe even and I presume, Mr. Hudson, in your district alone, you're 40,000. Some of those are Democrats, right? I mean, 100 percent. All right. 100 percent. No, you want. OK, there. So there there's a mixed bag in your right. in, in your your district. I believe even if you pulled the left side of your district, you pulled your district alone, you might find a few moms out there, maybe of some dads who actually care about their kids who would say, you know what? They got the abortion thing. Can't stop it. 
but I really want to be notified if my child under 18 has one. Yeah. And they didn't even listen to they didn't they didn't even give it the time of day. And that's what bothering me here. I, I, I'm not asking where you stand on abortion. I'm saying parental notification. We can all agree on if you're underage. Right. I got to bring in a, a slip and the actual bottle pill bottle of the Tylenol my kid took when he twisted his ankle, the football game, because good God, a 17 year old shouldn't take two Tylenol without having permission, but they can have an abortion. And I find this even in your district, even the Democrats. If you pull this, it's got to be 80, 20. Oh, but yeah. Listen to it. Oh, yeah. I, I, I would imagine that if you if you only pulled the Democrats in my district, it would be a majority that would agree that we ought to have parental notification. Uh, it doesn't age. stop the abortion issue. It's let's parents know it's happening. Right. Right. And this is the degree to which this law was extreme. I mean, it is it can be factually stated, truthfully stated. This is the most extreme abortion policy in the world. It puts us on par with nation states like North Korea and China. And I just want to walk you through you know, the 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 nuances of this particular issue, parental notification, protecting children, protecting minors as quickly as I possibly can. Sure, please. So when when we debated this on the House floor, we provided them an opportunity via an amendment that we offered to license the facilities where these incredibly invasive procedures take place, medical procedures. Now, licensing a medical facility seems like a pretty pretty common sense layup policy decision, right? I mean, we license nail salons, for God's sake, all right? The idea that we're going to license a place where somebody's going to go in and get an abortion seems like a pretty common sense deal. They turned that down. All right. Shift over to the parental notification question of we we ought to be providing notification for, for parents. And by the way, that's already in current law. There's another bill that uh, Tina Liebling's pushing through the process, House File 91, to repeal all of the existing protections, all the remaining protections that still exist in state law, and parental notification is one of those. And in committee, when we heard that bill, the Democrats on the other side of the table made the argument that, well, we can't have parental notification because the parents might be the abusers, right? There might be something going on at home where if we notify the parents, they even if they're not sexually abusing their own child, if they discover that their daughter is pregnant, there could be some domestic abuse that happens they, there. So that might be very upset it. their daughter's sleeping around. So we shouldn't let anybody know. Correct. So the, the problem with that argument is we already have in current law a mandated reporter requirement. And if you go to the Department of, uh, I believe it is, Human Services website, it, it explicitly tells you that anyone who works with children in a licensed facility is mandated to report suspected abuse and so on and so forth. And so they had the opportunity. If they want to say, we don't want to notify parents because the parent might be the problem. Okay. You had an opportunity to protect children otherwise by merely licensing the facility. And you said no. And the reason why they said no is because they don't want to have, they want to have this wild, wild west anarchy where abortion is completely ungoverned that nothing, no aspect of it is in any way protected with guardrails or any sort of provision for protection for minors, for children, for mothers, for all of the people who are involved. Let me ask you this, if I can, and, and I'm not putting you on the spot because I, I don't presume this is, quote unquote, your issue. Um, what I don't understand is we've had this since the 70s, right? Roe v. Wade. And now all this is going on again because of the Dobson uh, uh, deal, uh, the overturning of it. Here's what I don't understand. I have a, a, a Democrat, I see her on TV, and she's talking about, well, I can't understand why the Republicans are so upset about this late-term abortion portion, because it's very seldom that this happens. 
So I asked my Democratic friend, I said, okay, what's the number? We've had polling. We know how many babies in Minnesota are these late terms? Well, we don't know. Is it we don't know or we don't want people to know? Because there's no way in the world we do not have a, a number on the number of children who are aborted in the seventh, eighth, and ninth month, let alone in those last few days. And one of the amendments was, okay, if you're just in the last two months or whatever, that has to be done at a hospital because this is a hugely invasive thing when the child is that big. It may not be when you can take the plan B pill or whatever it is, but it is hugely invasive here. And they said no to that. How come I can't get the numbers so we can have a legitimate conversation about it? They're playing the same game with abortion that they play with election integrity, which is they say, oh, there's no evidence. There's no this is so rare. This never happens. And then they explicitly carve out any policy that would provide for a mechanism to detect what that number is. I mean, that's that's been part of this whole process. They don't want reporting on abortions. And that that's one of the things that licensing may in fact have provided us with is the ability to actually know the numbers of these procedures that are taking place. And but even to the underlying point, the idea that oh this rarely ever happens. What it should never happen. Like yeah. what what do you mean? Like how is that an argument for not banning it? You're talking about procedures where we're literally chopping babies, viable babies who would survive outside of the womb into pieces and then reassembling them like a jigsaw puzzle once they're outside the womb, just so that we can make sure that we didn't miss a piece that was left inside. You're telling me that we shouldn't ban that because, oh, it rarely happens. Well, Give again, break. The, the rarely thing is, I think there's common sense. I don't know. And this is me and I'm pro-life. I mean, I think you've obviously people know that. But my point is, I don't think we can win the argument in one big chunk. I don't think we're going to get it all in. It's not going to happen that way. So then the other side has to see, guess we're going to argue we're a bunch of religious freaks because we, you know, whatever. Then let's find the ground we can agree on. You do, you do do that description of what's going on. I can't imagine grown adults can't say eh, at some point, you know, eh, uh, this idea of contacting the parents, the idea that, uh, you know, uh, we, we can find this might rape and incest. I'm not forcing a young lady to do that. I would be fine. You, you tell us it's rape or and or incest, fill the, we'll fill the paperwork out and we're going to go get, grandpa or uncle Bob or whoever it was that did it. We're going to get them. Okay. We can find common ground, but no one wants common ground. It's all or nothing. And I get that with what's going on at the Capitol. I want to talk a little bit about the driver's license, but I got to go to break quick. I've got him representative Walter Hudson on the Al Travis show. Hey, as in alligator. L also in alligator, but it's not alligator. It's the Al Travis show. I've got him representative, uh, uh, representative Walter Hudson on the program with this, uh, sir. I haven't even asked. I, I probably should know off the top of my head and your microphone is, uh, uh muted. Um, where is your district? Where are your 40,000 folks from Northeastern Wright County? So St. Michael Albertville, that area. All right. Thank you very much. Uh, when we went to break, here's an example of what I would like to talk about. Uh, the driver's licenses for all. I honestly believe there can be people on my side, our side that says, you know what, if they're going to be on the road, I want them to go get the, the, the class, go make sure they understand what the signs say, um, go get a driver's license, spend your 50 bucks, get a driver's license and, and, and get insurance like the rest of us. If you're going to be on the road. I guess that, that issue isn't an issue I'd fight for, but I get goofy feelings when they say, okay, the Republicans, this is going to get through Democrats want it. They just ask, okay, can we put for driving purposes only on the card. And that is turned down. I don't understand the difference. I talked again to this Democrat. I said, we, you, if it's about driving, 
and safety, that problem could have been solved with that one issue that Republicans could have joined on. Everybody understands. But you couldn't go. You couldn't extend the olive branch. What am I missing? And you and I both know it. It's because on the other side of the House, they are going to pass a bill that says all you need is a driver's license to vote. Right. Yeah. Uh, so a little bit of background on this. Um, th- this is something that's been kicking around this chamber for long before I got here for several sessions. And there's been bipartisan um, discussion about it. And at one point, there was a proposal to do this where the license would have been distinguished. The license for people who are not legal residents, illegal aliens um, would have been oriented differently. It would have been turned up and down and set aside to side, and it would have explicitly had on there not for voting purposes or something to that mm-hmm. effect. That was a compromise that was agreed to by Democrats in previous sessions. When the, when we offered the amendment, and by the way, just to clarify, you mentioned you know everybody can potentially agree that if folks are going to be on the road anyway, they might as well go through the class. That's another amendment that they rejected to require people to actually get driver's training before they get one of these driver's licenses. That's not part of the bill that passed, by the way, just to let you know. Don't they just have to pass the test, though? They got to go take the test like everybody else does? I, I believe that, I believe they have to take the test, but I, I don't have we all that. know there's a difference between passing a test and actually being able to practically demonstrate um, proficiency, consistency yeah. in proficiency. Exactly. Um, but at any rate, so when we offered this amendment to provide for that, to provide for a distinction between driver's licenses that are provided to people who are not legal residents, not citizens, and therefore ineligible to vote with a distinction. The author of the bill, Representative Gomez, explained why that previous compromise wasn't going to be included in this bill. And what she said was the community decided that they didn't want it. The community. The community of illegal aliens who didn't want to be distinguished differently. Correct. Correct. So, you know, our members got up and are very common sense in in a common sense manner. We're asking what community, what are you talking about? Who are these people who are deciding the content of legislation before it comes to the house floor? Who are these people who are deciding what our laws are going to be without the input of those of us who have election certificates representing 40,000 Minnesotans a pop? Well, I presume you've seen it. I, most folks probably have not. The young lady they had come up and do the speech, and she said straight up, our people are going to vote, and we're going to vote you out if you don't go with this. And she was an illegal alien. She was in there threatening you people in the House. I'm like, yeah. get the heck out. Who's a sergeant at arms? Sorry, the young lady. A little respect here. Get out. You don't tell me you're not a citizen. You're going to vote these people out. How would she expect to do that? Oh, that's right. We're going to give her a license. One last thing. I got two minutes because you know what? I, the Democrats messed this up. They got Al all ticked off. For the most part, I saw this most of this coming. Okay, fine. You got to live with the day-to-day getting beat up every day going into the office. That's not on me. Legalizing marijuana. That's going to get passed. You guys are going to be able to do a darn thing about it. 8% sales tax. Well, good for you. How is it that a guy like myself who likes a cigar will pay 10 times the tax on that luxury cigar of mine compared to the the joint this kid's going to be smoking. Are you trying to tell me the cigar is 10 times socially less acceptable, 10 times worse on the health environment than the kid smoking a, a joint? How is the tax portion of this even fair? Yeah, there's, there's an extraordinary inconsistency. Um, when it comes to the narrative on marijuana. And look, you know, historically, I've had a, a relatively libertarian view of such things. Um, my, I can tell you my constituents, 
at least my sense of where my constituents are at on this, they don't like it. They don't like the idea that we're going to become a pot state here in Minnesota. Um, but yeah, I mean, you, the, on this issue, I'm very libertarian. But if you're going to do it, let's get it fair. And I think the cigar, cigar people have to jump up and say enough of this. Well, and that's my point is that we're, we're constantly told. I mean, the, 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 there's nothing that Attorney General Keith Ellison likes more than a consumer protection issue, right? Or Senator Amy Klobuchar. I mean, that's like 80% of what she does is, oh, you're hurting people as a big corporation, so we have to punish you arbitrarily. And big tobacco was obviously a huge target for exactly that. And they operate today under uh, a, a regime that is in, intended to put them out of business. And so you you go through decades of that effort and then turn around and legalize pot. And like you say, there's going to be this massive disparity um, in, in the way it's treated, despite the fact that it's arguably even more harmful than tobacco. Yeah, arguably. Uh, yeah, I go ahead and test my blood alcohol, how I drive after having a cigar. I'm fine. I guarantee right. you. I, sure. I got to fly. We're out of time. Representative Hudson, do me this favor. Anytime you feel you need to talk to the Minnesota, you let me know. We'll get you on. I love the fact that you're willing to put it out there. Uh, say it how it is. And I, I love having you on. Anytime you want on, uh, there's an open seat. Fair enough. I appreciate it. Thank you. Representative Walter Hudson on the Al Travis Show.